Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And tell me how much you loved this Nicolas Cage crazy movie called Mandy. Bro, let me tell you something, man. You're fucking ruining Nick Cage for me. Like, like I love Nick Cage so much because when I was a kid, he was in so many bangers, bro. So many hits. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of kept going to my teenage years. They weren't as... They weren't as uh, consistent as they used to be, but you know, you still like every four years, you'd be like, man, you remember that good Nick? Oh yeah, the Nick Cage movie was fucking awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah this is one of them. Why doesn't he do more of those, man? Like <laughs> exactly, why doesn't he do more of these? And then we hit the B movie era, bro. <laughs> but I will say this before we get into it too much. Uh, I saw a preview for another one of his shit movies mm-hmm. before I watched this shit movie, and it fucking um, it actually looked pretty good. I want to see it. Which like, one? What we might it? have to do it. Dog eat dog. It's mm. him and Willem Dafoe and some other like dude. I don't know who he is. Don't think I've seen that one, dude. I mean, I mean, he's, he makes twenty movies a year. There's no way. Yeah, it's hard to dude, fucking. Like, the funniest part is going on like Voodoo and then search by uh, uh, actor and the, then go to Nicolas Cage. It's just never ending. The shitty, the shitty part is, is probably this is the only place you can find these some of these fucking things. Like, <laughs> That's true. Dude, I was so upset today, bro. One of my favorite TikTokers uh, fucking quit TikTok, man. Really? Yeah, because he said he, uh, people that followed him kept getting messages from people asking for, from him, asking for their credit card and shit like that. And I mean, I haven't been on TikTok very long, but I've never had it happen, you know, knock on wood. Right. But he's such a good guy and he's always fucking giving away Blu-rays, bro. Like he gives Blu-rays out like once every other day. Really? To just and all you have to do is just be following him and like his video and leave a comment. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about doing on here is like just having random movies, like a copy of the movie we're doing, and being like, "Hey, if you comment on this or whatever, dude, you don't. Know I'll how... pick somebody and you know mail it to you." Yeah, bro, you have no idea how bad I've been wanting to do shit like that, but I'm such a cheap motherfucker and don't want to pay to ship something to fucking Canada or South America or wherever the fuck these people live that that right. that win. Exactly. Not to say that like, hey man, I really appreciate you supporting me, but I'm not paying $75 to send you a dollar movie, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. We love you. Like, thank you for watching. It is the di- it is the difference between us because you go and like if a movie's more than a dollar, you won't pay for it. I just bought Waterworld for $30. So Yeah, dude, you're fucking killing it. <laughs> Steezing on me, bro. Honestly. <laughs> Uh, is that Nigel's? <laughs> it's goddamn beautiful, is what it is. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll get to that though, that we can actually like do giveaways or whatever and send stuff. Oh, bro, out. That, that's the fucking dream, bro. Send mm-hmm. a fucking shirt with it and all this other shit. Sign the movie. I know. I keep thinking of getting like shirts made because I want to do par. Uh, like, <laughs> I give it a seven. It's part of the collector. <laughs> Maybe seven point two. <laughs> seven point two. <laughs> Anyways, bro, don't distract me anymore, bro. This fucking movie. You're bro. the one that brought up fucking TikTok. This fucking movie. It did, it, it, and I just heard about it right before I came over here. Oh, right? I see. Well, writer director, um, Pantsos Cage, <laughs> I'm sorry if I butchered your name, but it stars Nicholas Cage, Andrea Risen, um. Don't fuck his name oh, up, bro. We're probably the only people that reviewed this shit. This is very true. Well, this is like his only second movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, Andrea Risenborough, uh, Linus Roche. But yeah. So what'd you think of this movie? I don't I don't think I've ever 
in all the time we've been doing this, you've given me such a wide range of films. Mm-hmm. And I don't call them movies because some of them really aren't movies. They are films. Yeah, they're art pieces. They are, yeah, they are fucking hour and a half, two hours, sometimes three hour, you know, art sets. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I've ever love hated a movie so much that you've given me. I kind of I kind of had that feeling. For this one because, first of all, I'm going to say start it off, bro. Chop 20 out of the first 40 minutes of this motherfucker out. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. Honestly, though. I, I get it that you had to show how much they were in love and you know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Yeah, I was. Uh, I watched I, that chick have like 12 fucking dreams. I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> fucking get this bitch going. Yeah, I was watching it with the wife and I was telling her, I'm like, this is the longest setup to a movie. I paused it and it was at an hour and I'm like, we're still at the setup. Now, like that scene where they're laying in the bed and they're and she's telling them about the the dream, the nightmare with their dad and the little birds and all that. Yeah. Like, I get like that was a good scene. I was like, all right, now see, like that's all you needed was to prove that they were just like yeah soulmates that they that 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 love was super strong, mm-hmm. which makes the second act that much. I mean, maybe that's why he spends so much time on it yeah. because the fucking second act is brutal as fuck, bro. Mm-hmm. That's why I told you, if you can get through the first hour, the second hour is like the payoff. <laughs> you got you got a fucking cult, like a death cult. Yeah, it's based off, it has similar similarities to uh, Charles Manson. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, they make acid, and then he died, and then, <laughs> oh, I will just get onto that just yet, but I got like a great fucking joke for that one. <laughs> uh, well, don't forget it. Um. So yeah, the death cold or whatever, they just happen to be riding by in their van mm-hmm. and uh you know, the the leader sees um, sees Mandy. Yep, sees Mandy. And he like instantly like falls in love with her for some reason. He just loves her like innocence. So Jeremiah Sand Jeremiah is the cult Sand. land. Okay, yeah, that was cult gonna, leader. that was gonna bother me if, if I can remember. Me too. Um so they go back and they're chilling somewhere little hideout or whatever mm-hmm. and he's laying on like a little bunk and there's like a probably she's 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 an older woman i'd say middle-aged yeah know, 40s and i think her name's linda mm-hmm. or something, probably, yeah. something like that and he's just fucking going off on her it's kind of funny he's, <laughs> i'm so sorry jeremiah you're fucking worthless. Nothing you have ever done has been fucking worthless. Everything you've ever been is worthless. Like he's just shitting on her. Go get brother so and so and leave me the fuck alone. Don't yeah. say a word. And she's like, I'm sorry. He's like, Don't say a fucking word. <laughs> um, fun fact, apparently Charles Manson used to call his followers pigs as well. Oh. So I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Like they mirrored Charles Manson's character or you know, persona. I got more of like a David Koresh vibe out of him. Yeah. But uh, definitely did a great job of being fucking creepy. I know I've seen him in something else. I know. I think I've seen him too, but I can't. I couldn't put my finger on what it was. Yeah, I would know he played an asshole in that one too, whatever <laughs> it was. He, he plays the heavy. Yeah. It made me think of Tarantino. <laughs> Once upon a time in Hollywood. Because that's like what the, that's the vibe I got from that movie too, you know. Mm-hmm. similarity in that but um yeah it has the very like raw artsy feel to it so uh linda goes and gets tex which that's not his name but that's who he reminds me of from that shit too is fucking tex from charles Manson's fucking crew right and uh i want you to go get her 
I need her. Bring her to me. Take these bikers and, you know, which is fuck. I'm getting to it. But yes, whatever you want. Whatever you want. And he goes and he's like, I knew I could count on you. Mm -hmm. So he goes and uh, meets these damn... He meets Slipknot on bikes, pretty much. Well, I was thinking more Gwar. <laughs> nah, Gwar's not quite as... Uh, they're more like... I don't know. They got prosthetics and shit. Like, they yeah. wear, like, fucking big giant, like, masks. And, mm -hmm. Like, these dudes were straight up Slipknot. <laughs> the dude that's fucking doing Ellis, like, smoking meth and fucking jerking off watching porn. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely, like, a Slipknot video. <laughs> like, this is definitely, like, one of some of their earlier shit. Right. <laughs> Before they added the other five guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's only like four of them. Right. I don't know. I think they were like otherworldly. They didn't really say. No. They're they, not human. No, they did. They did. Did they? Yeah. Fucking. This is one of my favorite. I, I, I would say there was three moments in this movie that I just fucking loved. And then uh, there was. But yeah. But the first one was the uh, the Bill Dukes. Mm -hmm. The Bill Dukes cameo. Okay. He goes to get his fucking crossbow. I love that part. Yeah, yeah Sorry, yeah. that's the second part. Here, I'm getting to the first part. Anyways, you have the cult. They have a fucking thing of bikers. I'm going to give it up to you. But later on in that cameo, Bill Duke says that he gave them a special... Because he made LSD. That's how he made his money. That's how he got these people to follow him. Right. He fucking fooled them full LSD. And then he's just like, you do sound like Jesus after a while. You know what I mean? Right. So, he... uh he told, he gave these bikers a thing LSD that they're super addicted to. Like they keep they need it, but their brains are fucking gone. So like they don't feel pain. They they you know they, that's why they had all shit drilled into their face and oh, wore I fucking masks and like you know suffocated themselves because they were just fucking gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense later in the movie. Whenever uh... the only confusing part to me was how they had enough fucking oxygen going through their brain to ride a motorcycle and use that shit, use motorcycle <laughs> skills and shit. But right. I can even let that go because they were fucking cool. They yeah. were a good part of that movie. Right. So they uh, hire these bikers to come yeah. abduct. And Mandy. he gives them that cub. And that's how I knew because he gives it doesn't tell you what's in this fucking mason jar. It's this murky ass swamp water looking shit in here. And this dude's chugging it like fucking milk <laughs> through like a fucking fang opening in his little mask. And he's just fucking gross as shit, bro. This is like the third movie in a row you've given me. It's just ridiculously fucking gross you know what for I, no fucking reason bro right you know what i love about giving you these movies though is like how passionate you are about them like well, even when we're talking about your movies you're not nearly as passionate as well, talking about these crazy ass movies i'm gonna tell you bro because when you when you when we first started doing this i told you like i didn't want you to think that you gave me these movies and i just said i watched them like i watched like 20 minutes of it and mm -hmm. that's all i had i want to let you know that like if i do dislike it it's because i fucking thoroughly paid attention <laughs> and i'm telling you that the movie fucking sucked or i did not enjoy it at all so but anyways so uh they hire the bikers but he's just chugging this fucking milk this this lsd milk or whatever mm. and uh they go and they fucking kidnap nick cage and his or like they just take over their little place because they're up in the mountains yeah he's a lumberjack yeah uh it's really good seeing him you know chopping down a tree like in the 35 minute opening to this movie yeah he right. gets on a fucking helicopter they offer him a soda or a beer and he's like i need to get back to my love in the mountain 
He rides up in that Ford. Dude, once again, bro, Nick Cage has got to be in the contract. Got to have a badass truck or car or car or a motorcycle to ride yeah. in a fucking movie, dude. I mean, if I was going to do movies, I would be in my contract, too. Like, I would just want to drive, like, badass vehicles. As long everywhere. as he's not, like, having to give up money or, like, fucking food for it, I guess. <laughs> like, but... No, dude, if this guy doesn't drive a 68 Camaro, like, I can't get into character. I can't even do it. You think Gone in 60 Seconds, like, broke him? Like, I just have to drive these cars all the time. <laughs> like, that's why he didn't do National Treasure 3. There's no fucking cars. <laughs> you literally showed me on a fucking steamboat in the last one. Where are the fucking cars? Nick, you're getting crazy. Oh, I'm fucking crazy. Get a Chevelle in here right fucking now. Right. Yeah. Um, so the Colt kind of, or the fucking Colt and slash biker gang go in there and, uh, take her mm-hmm. and fuck him up. They're beating the shit out of him and everything. And they tie him up with like some fucking, uh, barbed wire. Yeah. Barbed wire, you know, yeah. razor wire. And they, this is the most fucked up shit. This is like one of the top five shittiest things I've watched in a movie. Cause well, they- before that. They take her back oh, to yeah, the cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a crazy And they give too. her the LSD. This is one of the artsy parts that I actually really liked about it. It seems a little excessive, but I think it works. The it was just too le- long for me. That yeah. It, it, like, they drug if, out on I, it If I long. have a gripe about this movie, it is a little too long, and the director is wanking a little too much on screen. Like, if he could cut that down a little bit, it would be a little better. But that being said... Yeah, it was like leader, excessive celebration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he gives her the LSD and he's trying to like. I even like the little. She pulls this fucking death hornet out of the fucking jar and makes it stinger and it's, it's like half mm. alive. Who knows how long it's been in that fucking jar? Right. I think it like paralyzes her or something. I think that's what it was meant to do. Like yeah. she, it was like she goes, and that's the fucking cherry on top. Old yeah. Linda in there <laughs> doping people up. Dude. Old Linda. <laughs> old Linda in there. Yeah, because he's got two chicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got an old broad, and then he's got a younger broad, mm-hmm. which, I mean, she wasn't bad looking. I don't know what he saw in Nick Cage's old lady that he was just like, I gotta have that. <sighs> right. But she did have some crazy big eyes. Like, she reminded me of that lady from The Shining. You know what's so crazy is I was watching Red Letter Media, and they said the exact same thing. Yeah, Literally. she does look like Shelly. Uh, what's her name? Shelly Duvall. Shelly Duvall. Yeah. Is that Robert Duvall's old lady? I don't know. Or I wonder if they're related. I'm not sure. I have to look that up. Okay. Um, but yeah, she she had them eyes that just looked through your soul. So I'm thinking yeah, that's big, doe-eyed, innocent. Um, but I love the part. Like it's one of my favorite parts. Is uh, he gives her the LSD, and she's going under. And I love how the camera kind of like plays on mm-hmm. what it would be like to be on LSD, kind of thing. What she would be going through, experiencing, or whatever. And then he takes off his robe and his little dick's hanging out. And she Dude, just it's literally laugh. like a fucking micro dick. Yeah. And, and she just dies laughing at she him. She laughs in his face. Well, because she knows that's the only thing she has like against him. It's like. Well, she can't run. She can't do nothing. Right. So the only thing she can do is just laugh in his face and not take him seriously. And he just gets like furious. And well, that's, that's when we're getting to the part. Well, because he gets all because he gets all of his power from from being in control because mm-hmm. he has everybody in the cult watching him. And the bikers are outside keeping an eye on Nick Cage. Right. So, yeah. So, so now she like laughs at she him. Laughs he gets mad. So that's when we get to the part that you were about to get to. So he goes outside and they start beating the fuck out of Nick Cage some more. Mm-hmm. And then he takes this long ass fucking like dagger and gives him one right under the fucking ribs. Probably bleeds out in 20 minutes. I don't, I don't know. Movies, yeah. movies, I guess. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Movies. <laughs> he goes, 
You think your love is something I haven't seen before? You think you're that strong? Oh my god, I completely forgot about this part. Yeah, go ahead, dude. Fucking beautiful scene. This was my favorite. This was my first favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, he not like favorite, but like I just thought it was just so cr- like it was crazy ass scene, and right. like it made the movie better mm-hmm. to me. This is where I finally was like, okay, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know not, it took an hour to get here, but yeah, we're here. <laughs> not, ju- not just visual porn. All right, give me some story. Right. And um, he said, let me show you what love is. Let me show you how much she loves me. Mm-hmm. And he puts like three bullets in a no, fucking. No, no, no. He just puts the one. Is it's, it just one? Yeah. Okay. He puts a bullet in the fucking. Yeah, Russian roulette. Or, yeah, Russian yeah. roulette. And he says, prove how much you love me. And she fucking. Doesn't even like flinch. Dude. Yeah. Takes the gun back from her. And he goes, That's rough. Or That's something like that. Yeah. yeah. A, and watch what I what I think of your love or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And they fucking bring a big bag out, like a yeah. burlap sack, and they tie it up to a thing and then they pour that shit got he and all of his people pour gasoline all over this poor girl. And they then they light her up and he has to watch his woman, his soulmate. Get burned alive, and yeah, he, he's pretty fucking brutal. bleeding, and he's got he's all bloody, and he he's trying to fucking get out, and he he can't get out. Yeah, I think you needed an intense scene like that to set up the rest of the movie. Well, because then it's like everything he does afterwards. Like if they don't have that scene, then this movie goes completely off the fucking rails, right. and I'm like yelling at you right now. Why'd you make me watch this stupid fucking <laughs> shit? Which brings me to my uh, second favorite scene in this movie. When he goes fucking ape shit in that bathroom, like he's just breaking the fuck down. Oh, this is, uh, I'm like, glad you brought this up. 100% improv. Oh, yeah, dude. Nick's. Yeah, I looked at this and I said he was just having a bad day. Yeah. Like, and they got it on camera. Fun fact, uh, Nicholas Cage just went through a divorce of 14 years before he shot this movie. So that he said that's how he was able to get into character. Oh, yeah. Is like just the divorce because he said it was he was blindsided by it he didn't see it coming or anything it was just kind of like he woke up one day and nick we're 20 million in debt (laughs) (laughs) you just had to buy a fucking tiger didn't you did you know he was married to elvis presley's daughter yeah i did not know that before she married michael jackson i didn't know that i don't know why i looked maybe it was after i think it was before i think it was before but he uh he's been married like five or six times and i noticed one of them was elvis presley's daughter i did not know that yeah but anyway, so he was going through a divorce, so he was able to get into character. But the improv in this scene was just amazing to me. He just got married again. Oh, I believe it. She's yeah. like twenty. <laughs> I uh, mean, you are Nicolas Cage. You couldn't. You can do those kind of things. It's like some smoking hot Asian chick. Like, good for you, Nick. Good for you, bro. Right. So yeah, complete fucking breakdown. He's bleeding. He's pouring fucking alcohol on his wounds. Mm-hmm. He's just fucking breaking down, and it's like. It's vintage Nick Cage. Yeah. Like, they just turn the camera on and walk the fuck out. Hey, bro, you do what you got to do. We'll come back in and edit it later. Exactly, yeah. And he just literally, you just see him just fucking, he starts crying and he's fucking yelling and he's mad. And it's just like super passionate, bro. And you feel it for him. Like, you mm-hmm. feel that shit. Because, like, if any man had to witness that, it would fucking tear your soul out of your body. Right. So... That's this, why it was my second favorite scene, and not because because I mean it was fucking crazy, but like I count those two as one. I'm glad you liked it, that scene though, because it was a really good scene. 
Well, like I said, it made the rest of the movie pay off. Exactly. Because yeah. if this, if that hap- if I'm him, like I do the, I'm not maybe not the exact same thing, but like I'm. It's I'm, close to it. Yeah, it's yeah. not far from. But yeah. uh, somebody got to go. Fun fact is, uh, the director lost his mom and dad, um, and he said this movie is based on dealing with grief, like the rage and grief dealing with that process. Oh, well, this dude chose violence all the way, <laughs> which yeah. I mean, like I said, you fully understand. So after this, this is when he goes and meets up with uh, Bill Dukes, which yeah. I don't know what is old as fuck. He's just the old dude that, and he, I guess he like f- fixed his crossbow for him. It's an I love that cameo though, dude. It was fantastic, and he makes the movie like to me that saved the movie. That's how good that cameo was, just yeah. because the way he set it up and he gave the backstory on the bikers. That's why I said you're like they don't really explain. It. They do. Bill Dukes gives you the breakdown. I he, need to I need to rewatch it and go and pay attention to that again. He uh he gives him those arrows and he's like he's like what are you gonna do with them? He's like I'm going hunting. He's like what are you hunting? He's like some bikers. Then he breaks down again. It's another great. It's just a great scene. And Bill Dukes doesn't even overact. He doesn't like. He doesn't act surprised. Like he just like you know Nick Cage just fucking goes off the cuff, and like he just keeps going. And it's it's a great scene. It is, yeah. And he tells him like where the last place those bikers were seen, and you need to know that they ain't right. So the shit wrong, like they don't feel pain, they don't do this, you mm-hmm. know. So he finds like their trap house where they like just do drugs Bef- and before that. He makes one of the badass weapons I've ever seen in a movie. Oh my god! Yeah, I almost axe. forgot his fucking Murner. Yeah, like, dude, is fucking insane. I want one of them motherfuckers. Dude. Right. I want to hang one on my fucking wall, dude. For real, bro. It's chrome the fuck out, dude. Mm. Yeah, it's like an axe with like thirteen fucking blades hanging off that shit. Like it looks like the weapon they'll use in gladiator arenas in twenty fifty five. Exactly. Like, it was so badass. It's pretty cool. Like yeah. yeah. It's, I, I would say, I'll even go as far as say like probably top ten coolest movie weapons I've seen. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, if we're talking about not like phasers and shit like that, the powers we're talking about just straight weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Physical, yeah. just weapon. Yeah, it's got to be in top ten. Mm-hmm. It's up there with like the fucking Highlander sword and stuff like that. Um, up there with Frostmjorn. I know you don't know what that is, but any nerds out there that play WoW know what it is. <laughs> mm. It's a a wow sword that's like probably the coolest looking sword I've ever seen in my Excalibur. life. Excalibur, yeah, yep. right. King Arthur sword type mm-hmm. shit. Um, so yeah, he makes the weapon, and then he's in that fucking badass truck, just fucking doing one twenty through the backwoods of wherever the fuck they're at. Right, and that's when he gets to the trap house. And, well, before that, he fucking gets one of them in traffic. He chills out in the woods, and he fucking hits him with oh, the right, right, right. Yeah, he hits him with the crossbow. And he thinks he's fucking dead. He walks up on the dude pulls the fucking arrow out of his face. And uh, I think he kills that guy. Oh, definitely. He kills yeah. everybody. Everybody's dead. Well, I know, but <laughs> I'm saying he that's the only one he gets because they capture his ass. Yeah, that's true. And uh, he's down there locked up in that thing. And the one the one that was that captured him who was with the other one, he's like, she's still burning in hell. Like, and he's fucking like beating the shit out of him. Well, he gets out of his shit, his little shackle that they got him strapped up to like a fucking water pipe. Mm-hmm. Breaks off, beats that motherfucker to death with it, throws him down like four flights of fucking stairs, somehow still alive. <laughs> uh, because they're gone, dude. They don't have no feeling, bro. I'm telling you. The, the, they're the just methods. Super LSD <laughs> is what it is, which is crazy as shit. It's probably not even possible. Yeah. Um, 
octopus are just like. I mean, PCP. have you seen meth heads? <laughs> They're pretty indestructible. But they didn't go with meth. They went with LSD. I know, I know, but. That's why I said unless it was like a super mix and I didn't catch that part. Well, the one dude, he's got fucking clumps of something, either coke or meth or something, because Nick Cage gets him a big old scoop of that shit off a piece of broken glass. Oh, yeah, the dude's like sniffing it off the coffee table, and that's when Nick Cage breaks in and they fight. Well, he thinks he's going to just walk up and murk his ass, but he sees his reflection in the mm-hmm. fucking 80s porn he's watching. <laughs> right. Which that was a that was badass when he kills the biker gang by far the best part of the movie like he kills Slipknot so so beautifully so ra- so ruthlessly when he stabs that fucking dude through the fucking the neck and all that blood's pouring in his fucking mouth I almost fucking threw up bro right it was yeah, it's so pretty, brutal it's dude brutal. yeah it had a lot of like because this was supposed to be based in, based in 1983 so it has a lot of like 80s oh yeah I like, forgot to even tropes. mention that fucking part yeah mm-hmm. but. Like when he throws the axe and it sticks in the guy's like skull, I was like, "God, that's so like eighties." That's I cool love though. It. Yeah, oh, it was, it was cool. amazing. And then one of my favorite, one of my hands down favorite parts of this movie is the fucking chainsaw scene. Oh yeah, <laughs> Nick Cage has his chainsaw and he can't get it started, and the fucking the other biker gang guy fucking takes out this ten foot long chainsaw. <laughs> It was beyond ridiculous, and I loved every minute, every second of it. And they're chainsaw fighting, and he finally gets it going and saws the dude. And- no, he pushes the dude on the saw, and it just oh, like right. eats him alive. It was fucking amazing, and I loved it. That's what I. That's I realized I'm a person of excess. Like I don't want anything to be just like you know in the middle ground. I want everything to just be exaggerated to the point of like ridiculousness. And that's exactly what this movie is. Oh yeah. It definitely goes there. Yeah, it does. So he takes out the biker gang. Like he kills everybody. He has one last person to now, take care of. Now the whole cult got to go. The <laughs> right. whole cult got to go, which like I said, that scene is so powerful in that movie that it fuels the rest of this fucking movie mm-hmm. with kerosene. Yeah. And napalm. Yeah. Like it's, fucking so fast paced in your face like I said it's almost like he felt bad about the first 45 like I can't believe y'all let me leave this shit in here you gonna let me cut a couple things out like this movie's three fucking hours wait let me cut some of this shit out yeah I get it it looks great bro you don't have to be on my dick that much dude sorry folks in the Q&A afterwards right but uh so he goes there and um then him and Mandy go to work Mm mm-hmm and he goes through and Mandy. What are you talking about? The the axe. Oh 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 right yeah. The yeah. axe is named Mandy. You're right. Yeah, him and Mandy go to work, and uh, and it's just very gratifying. He literally kills everybody, and then the last dude gets it the worst, and that's what you want. It's the best fucking line. Like they have this like back and forth. He's trying to talk Nick Cage, and Nick Cage just well, we didn't even talk about the part where Nick Cage tastes the LSD, and oh, yeah, it kills right. off his humanity. Yeah. Like it completely, he makes him one of that's the biker right. gangs. I forgot what that, I forgot about that. Same. So now Nick Cage is like, he's not gonna like turn him eventually. Like at this moment and then nick cage just yells i'm your god now with his hands on the uh, both sides of this guy's skull about to crush it like that is the best scene i loved that scene yeah he uh that dude definitely it's a very gratifying death like because he was a he was a good villain because like you you're happy you're like fucking cheering yeah, exactly. Any cult leader is like you know needs saying? to fucking die. I've seen a lot. I've seen. I mean, I haven't seen a ton of movies with cults because, like, I just watched a, a little mini doc on cults the other day, and it kind of got my interest because 
you got to think like it's fucking terrible that people are that you know Gullible? yeah and that easily influenced Swayed, yeah you know but at the same time you got to think that is that is fucking crazy that somebody speaks with that much um volition and 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 so much you know strength in their voice that they can literally make people do fucking terrible things right like is it one of the most shittiest things hearing about Charles Manson and what he had those people doing to them. Yes. Yeah. But the fact that he did it, like that's insane to me, man. I just, I don't know. I find it interesting that like he fucking Jedi mind trick people in real life, dude. It's, it's a both. And like they're great speakers and very influential to certain people. And then there are those people that are very, I hate seeing weak minded, but it kind of that's what it is. They're easily led Mm -hmm. and you get those two people together and it creates something pretty horrific. Well, I mean, Charles Manson also fucking does his people with LSD like a motherfucker. Well, that's what I'm saying is you get these like certain kind of people and you. Well, the thing is, is it's about community. Like you, you find these people that are down in their luck that feel like they have nothing and you give them something to look for. Right. Exactly. Kind of like the juggalo cult. Yeah. (laughs) But um, that, I don't know. It's not quite that bad there. No, no, no. They're they're. I've also never been to a gathering, and I hear those are fucking wild. They're harmless. They're just they're having fun in their own clown yeah. makeup way, and I have nothing against them. Just I'm just not into the whole cult. The fact, I think that they love the fact that they're hated. You know what I'm saying? I think so too. If they, if they if they were ever mainstream, like accepted like they would be like nah man what's why are we even doing this anymore well that's kind of like a lot of people in the metal scene kind of like black metal elitist it's a cult within itself and if they got too mainstream like they're very gatekeeper-ish yeah so yeah i get it but um anyway and i just find icp fascinating in itself just because these two dudes literally with no fucking radio play and you know, little no to no promotion, man. They're fucking multi-millionaires. Well, that's bro. why I love Tech Nine too. He's the same way. But you know where he got the playbook? He mm-hmm. he'll tell you in like five different interviews, bro. Like, man, if it wasn't for Saint Cloud Posse, like showing me what's up, like taking me on the road with them, showing me the ropes. He's like, I was signed to so many fucking major labels. He goes, and then I started doing it myself because I saw them do it. Right. He goes, and they're the blueprint. Yeah, exactly. Like you may hate ICP, but you like you can hate the player, but you can't hate the game. Exactly. You can't hate the hustle, man, because exactly. those dudes fucking literally got it out the mud. They they literally had nothing. Yeah. So you may not like them, but you can't help but respect them. Um, I have to say, since we got on the subject, like this is one of the most metal movies I've seen. Like it's yeah. very metal. It's yeah. like psychedelic metal, and I that I think that's why I like it so much because the soundtrack, the the content, and everything. It's funny that you mentioned the fact that it was in '83 because it made me think about it. Like this does have to me, it's got a very slasher, like a uh, grindhouse. You know what I mean? Like yes. a like a '80s slasher movie, like a not a well known one. Mm-hmm. Like that's the vibe I get off of this movie now. Yeah, that you we're take talking all about those it. elements and then the neon mm-hmm. like scene, and you kind of smash them together with a little bit of metal sprinkled in. Oh my god! Um, and then the final scene is one of my like favorite scenes because it harpens back to um, so back in the fucking '90s, there were bands that lit churches on fire in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> like because that was kind of like the thing to do when you were black metal is to light churches on fire and when you see him after he kills the cult leader is the fucking temple is on fire mm-hmm. i just thought it was a nice little 
element sprinkled in there because that harpens back to the whole metal world yeah you know it's a very sad very uh oh man it's a very brutal movie it is um, yeah and it's actually a pretty heavy movie if you like when i sat down it. when i sat down at fucking 11 or nine thirty last night to watch this i'm mm-hmm. thinking to myself like what is this? Uh, like, you know, he kind of told me what it was about, but he didn't really tell me what it was yeah. about. And uh, I it's didn't, better I, if you go into it like just not knowing anything. I'm glad I went into it like that, but I, like I said, it was it was a very brutal, like very crazy movie. And mm-hmm. like I said, the the last forty minutes of it saved it for me. Yeah, I kind of figured that's why I wanted to give it to you because if the whole thing was like the first hour. I'm like, he's not going to like yeah. this. It's not going to be fun. But then the, I got to the second half and yeah, I'm like, second, Oh my God. Second and third act. They bring it home. Right. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't, be, it doesn't just stay silly. It gets like, I don't know. There's some real heart to it, I guess. Right. It turns into like an art house film into like a slasher eighties. Revenge film. movie. Right. And, uh, Nobody does crazy better than Nick Cage. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the budget on this was $6 million and it only made one point something million, which sucks because I love these kind of movies, but it's kind of harpens back to what you were saying is like, if he would have cut the beginning, the first hour down a little bit mm-hmm. and made it a little bit more accessible, I think a lot more people would love this film. See, I feel like that's the biggest problem with him nowadays, man. And I get it. Like, he's making movies that he wants to do. Yeah. Movies that he loves, you know, like he loves that character or he gets behind that guy or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he really wants to be cool with that director or whatever. But at the same time, man, you got to give them one too, man. Yeah, that's you got to do one, you got to play ball every now and then. Yeah, um, like, I don't, I don't know if he's, I don't know. I'm trying to think of movies that would have considered him playing ball, quote unquote. Because like you have Mandy, you have Color Out of Space, you have uh, Mom and Dad. That's what I'm saying. It's like it, Willie's Wonderland. These are all like culty they, films. Yeah, they make jokes. They made a joke in Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back between Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Like, what I tell you? You got to do one for you, one for them, and then one for your friend because he says he owes you one. And then they both look at the camera to, like, tell Kevin Smith, like, <laughs> you're lucky we know you, bitch. Like, right. you're lucky we were friends, you know? Um, but that's the thing with Nick Cage. It's one for me, one for me, one for me, yeah, one for me. And, you know. If, if I'm going to play, like, Devil's Advocate, I fucking love... Like, I'm going to say this again. I said it on the last podcast. I love this era of Nick Cage. I don't really care for when Willy's Wonderland. Like, I wish it was a little better. Some color out of space I fucking loved. And this movie, I love. It probably made it into my, like, top 20. I can't believe I'm even saying this, but, like, people love Willy's Wonderland, bro. Oh, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a cult following. I think me and you are the only two people that didn't think that movie was very good. Right. I just like there were certain elements that I don't care for, but I do see the appeal. Yeah, guy follow on TikTok. He's like, this is my favorite Nick Cage movie. I'm like, well, calm the fuck down, bro. It does have a because I posted Mandy on my um, movie group. And he and this one guy was like, oh, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle of getting Mandy um, color out of space. And Wendy's Willie's Wonderland as like a trilogy cult movie. And I'm just like, you can leave one of those out. But, you know, color out if of you space. like it, if you no, 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 Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> I fucking love color out of space. I don't know why. 
I love I, that I honestly don't know why. My brother has it, and I'm going to get it back from him so I can watch it again. Uh, hopefully he did you a favor and fucking gave it away. I don't know, man. I lost it. I don't know where it's at. Cut scene to him throwing it. Pull! He shits with a fucking <laughs> shotgun. Uh... Yeah, I didn't enjoy Willy's Wonderland. I mean, I didn't hate it by any means, but it's like, a very middle of the road. Like yeah. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. There was it. a couple little ha ha, you know, that was funny or whatever, but right. it's very predictable and I don't know. But mm-hmm. I still enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Color Out of Space. Color nope. Out of Space was rough. Like it was hard watch for me. This is top tier, then Color Out of Space, and then when Willy's Wonderland. Oh, this yeah. by far is the best out of any of the Nick Cage movies we've done. By far. Have you seen Mom and Dad? No, you showed me the preview and we were going to watch it, but we never did. Yeah, I'm waiting for another Ben Affleck movie. I told you, <laughs> you give me a Ben Affleck movie, you I'm going to rebuttal movie. with a Nick Cage movie. Dude, I'm, I'm volunteering for a Nick Cage movie, bro. <laughs> if we can get Dog Eat Dog, like I'm going to try to look it up, see if I can find it on one of my streaming services. Right. And if I can, we'll do, we'll do that for one of yours. If you want. <laughs> so... Uh, what did you? What do you rate this? Where is this on the par <laughs> par meter? You're gonna be bad. Seven point one. <laughs> <sighs> I really did want to give it a seven, bro. Yeah, I did. But um, the first forty five pissed me off so bad that when I actually did start enjoying it, like mm-hmm. I was just like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> like, yeah, I but, get it. So I'm I'm gonna go six nine five. <laughs> six, six, shut nine, the fuck up. Six nine five. <laughs> Eventually, you're just gonna start turning into the fucking pie, like a never ending three point one four eight four six four. Nah, nah, just not five. It was almost a seven. I'm that I'm that West German judge, bro. Like you know. Yeah, I fucking love this movie, and I can't re- I recommend it enough. Like, and, and I figured you did. If if you get if you can get past the first hour, I'm telling you, it has the best payoff. My wife walked through the living room a couple of times while I was watching it, but she only walked through in the first 45. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks at it, she's like, "Why does Greg like this shit?" <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> and I said, "I don't know, man." I was like, "I'm hoping it picks up here in a minute or something." And uh, so she had went to bed, and then like today we were talking on the phone while I was at work, and she was like, "She's like, so how bad was that fucking movie last night?" And I was like, "I ain't gonna lie, it bounced back in the in the back half of it, you know." <laughs> and he told me it started pretty slow, but you know, I didn't think he meant that long. But yeah, I mean, the second half of the movie was actually pretty good. I I would watch it again. Yeah, I would start at fucking chapter two. Just but- start whenever they start burning his wife, and like, there you go. Yeah, that is really, it's like on fucking stair, it's on like uh, speed after that, man. Yeah. It's just. That way you get the setup and then you get the rest of the movie. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand, like I personally love the first half of this movie. It's like right up my alley, but I get it. It's not for everyone. That's why I told you, I'm like, please get through the first half. I don't want you to turn it off beforehand because I know you probably wanted to. No, nah, I oh. mean, like I said, I, I've, I've. We've done this long enough, bro. Like I've, I've, I'm in it for the long haul. Like I sit, I tough it up. I have to say, I'm pretty impressed with that. You haven't. I don't think you've turned off any of my movies. That's how. That's how I tell you. I'm growing as a person because not only do I not turn them off, but like this podcast has suffered because I've hated some of your movies so much that I've given you movies that I didn't want to give you. Yeah. Just to try to piss you off, like I got pissed off. Right. And, uh, there's a couple episodes that we did that I really just wish I hadn't picked. Like, I don't even, it's not that I don't like the movie, but I don't like it enough to, to do an episode on it yeah. again. But 
I feel the same way. I was actually going through our podcast because um like I just like listening to the progression of our audio because mm. it actually gets a little better each time in my personal opinion. I feel like I'm growing as an editor. You have. Um, but there's some movies and I'm like, I really wish I wouldn't give that to Nick. Like I don't love it. That some much. of them I felt like I was just like, I feel like he's just trying to make me seem like I'm a dumbass because like some of them, I just really like, uh, I was confused as fuck. Yeah. Like I was just like, bro, like this shit's going over my head and I rewind it and I'd be like, I don't, I don't know. So let me say this. A lot of these art movies are, it, it, it shouldn't make you feel dumb. You should really focus on how it's making you feel. Well, that's what I that's what I started taking out of it. I was just like, well, this baby is like, you know, how do you how, how do you, you know, exactly like frame, how did you interpret that? You know what I mean? Right. That's why I love frame so much is because it's like there's no definitive answer to what's going on. It's oh, no, no, no. Synecdoche, New York is better. A better version of what I'm trying to say. Synecdoche, New York has so much going on that it's like, what did that make you feel? Because it's not about being like smart or all understanding that, the movie. That's all I got from that movie. It was just like like bad feels. And, yeah, you know it is I mean? a very downer film, but everyone gets a little, a little bit different. Like the Did, first time I watched it, I got a certain feeling about like not being good enough and trying mm-hmm. to be. And then the second time I watched it, I, you know, took it as like losing people and stuff like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can interpret that movie so many different ways. It's not about being smart. It's about what it's making you feel. Right. You know, and that's a lot of the movies that I give you. I mean, this one's just off the wall, just craziness. <laughs> so it's not up the alley, but. That one, uh, and then, then that was another one that it was just ridiculously fucking long. Yeah. So slow paced, man. Mm-hmm. Like, Philip Seymour Hoffman, fucking R.I.P. Dude is a, was a national treasure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, phenomenal fucking actor. Absolutely. But, and he, I mean, obviously carried that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unwatchable if he's not in it. Well, but, I was going to say, like, that, but also this, like, even though this is one of those crazy Nick Cage movies, I don't think you could put anybody else in the driver's seat other than Nick Cage, and it would be as good. No, nah, probably not. Nobody what, would have committed like that. Not at all. That and bathroom scene, dude, nobody's doing that. 100%. Dude. And there's a couple of scenes, too, that he, it's like he brings his Nick Cage-ness to that, it. I was just about to say, bro, there's a couple of scenes in this movie like where I'm like, fuck, man, this feels like 90s Nick Cage right here, man. Right. Like, this is fucking, uh, this is some Con Air right here, dude. This is some rock. I feel it. Like, gone yeah. at 60. I feel this is him getting back into his element. I love, I love, I adore this film. And it, like I said, I think it made it into my top 20, like, favorite films. But of all time? I think so. We need to do that. Like, the top 25 favorite movies of all time. I'll get to writing on it. <laughs> I'll get to writing on it. Um, so we're done talking about this movie, and I want to talk about more. But I would I'm, say I'm, I would say top twenty Nick Cage movies, right? Like not of all time, no fucking way. Uh, not for me personally. I need to take a potty break. Okay. I have to pee so fucking bad, and I still want to. I have, still have some things to talk about, so I'm gonna take a quick break. I'll be right back. All right, dude. Edit so you can edit it all out later. Oh yeah, I know. I just like have to pee so fucking bad, but I still want to talk about Mortal Kombat. You can use that for it, Greg, when you're listening later. You can use my Mortal Kombat intro. I'm pretty sure we can't get sued. Get over here. 
flawless victory. Good, bro. You're not on like a time crunch, are you? I do have to get my kids. They get school and shit tomorrow, but what time? What time do they have school? No, what time do you need? Like, like have to get them? Oh, uh, you know, around six, six ish. Okay, it's like five thirty something. I just wanted to make sure. I don't want to keep you. No, 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 dude. Ah, you know I love doing this shit, bro. Yeah. Okay. Being a father sometimes, you know, just I don't know the feeling. Have to curb my fun sometimes. <laughs> I get it. So, anyways, and uh, we're back. And so, you were gonna leave this one to uh, one of your picks, but we talked before we hit record, and you're like, we can just go ahead and talk about it. Real yeah, because uh, this is I got the I got a a lot of similar feeling when I watched this that I did when I watched Godzilla vs Kong. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 kid in me. Was so stoked for this movie because I'm thinking, because I even like the shitty, the first one, the shitty first one in the 90s, I liked that Mortal Kombat. I went to the theaters and saw it. I remember all the comics I was reading, like the the cover was on there, the movie poster was the back cover of your comic for a while. Right. So I remember that and uh, it was shitty. Like I watch it now, it's like, holy fuck, this is bad. Annihilation <laughs> is even worse. It's um, almost unwatchable. This, I was talking to my brother, we're talking about Mortal Kombat, obviously. Um, I was talking to my brother about this, and I was saying, there are two franchises that can put out movies that I will always watch, no matter what. That is um, Jurassic Park. Fuck yeah. Because I yeah. will always watch dinosaurs on you're, screen, you're no matter right. how bad the story is. Fucking I want to see dude. fucking dinosaurs. Sure. Mortal Kombat. Live action. Like, I don't care about the animated Mortal Kombat, but live action Mortal Kombat, you can put anything on screen and I'm going to watch it because as a kid, I was obsessed with this franchise. Mm-hmm. I played it all up until like Mortal Kombat 4, and that's when I kind of fell off. But 1, 2, 3, I played obsessively. I have the first two Mortal Kombats on uh, Super Nintendo Brag and about Sega. It. And Sega. So um, I love the first one, I love Annihilation, and I love this fucking movie. Really? I heard a lot of people online being like, it's not that good. Da, 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 da. I love this fucking movie. And you seem reserved like you don't care for it. No. You said Annihilation was better, and I'd like. Uh, no, no, no. Fuck if no. I had the first to, one's better. I had to grade them. Well, between the two. Um, the first Mortal Kombat, this one, and then like Annihilation. Oh, no. This is by far the best fucking Mortal Kombat we've ever seen. Let's not get that twisted at no, all. No, the original. Oh, you're Mortal fucking. Kong. You're high. What's in that? Fuck, <laughs> what's in that fucking glass right now, bro? Are you shitting me? Have you watched that fucking thing? 
I've, I've watched it in the some... last twenty five years. No, I've you have not. I watch it regularly. No, fuck you. No I fucking love way, that dude. movie, bro. That's the whole thing. That was why I was so excited for it, bro. Mortal yeah. Kombat movie in twenty twenty one. Right. All the shit I've seen in the last two years, bro. I watched fucking Dark Side, Omega Beam, Aquaman, and shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Like. I watched fucking King Kong and Godzilla duke it out on the fucking screen. All right. Tons of movies breaking boundaries of CGI. I said, this is, it is the right time for this. We deserve this. <laughs> and when they were like no name fucking actors, I was like, that kind of sucks. But fuck, well, you know, like I can live with that. You know, they're trying mm-hmm. to get some new guys, some new blood. Right. And they watched the trailer and the trailer's fucking epic, bro. Well, because like, the trailer puts all the like best parts of the movie in it which you shouldn't do yeah they're they kind of themselves on that one a little bit but uh i don't feel like they gave too much away like you kind of like knew where you were at in the movie by the trailer yeah but but there were certain fights where like oh i know how this is gonna end yeah but anyway regardless so you didn't like it that much No, no no it's not even that bro the action the choreography the martial arts part of it the powers all that Mm -hmm. fucking great dude right i like that Mm-hmm. Plot. How you bring the story together. Don't give a shit about plot. I get that, man, and I'm and I'm with you to a certain extent, bro, but like it has to be at least fucking cohesive. Like <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like, first of all, Mortal Kombat has one of the richest and and and, and biggest rosters of, of characters. Yeah, hundred percent. And they had to make up a guy who literally his power was putting a fucking Under Armour winter sleeve on, bro. Like are you kidding me, dude? The only the only gripe I have about his pi- about his power is it wouldn't work in game. Like if you put his character in game, I don't think it would work that well. It literally just because, made him Jax, but with fucking bronze armor, pretty much. Well, his whole thing is like he absorbs energy yeah. and then uses it against you. And He's that Black would be, Panther. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically. But I just don't think it would work in game. I think that's where they kind of fumbled the ball. Dude, he's supposed to be Scorpio's fucking great, 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 great grandson, bro. Show me a fucking thing shooting out of his hand, dude. I really thought he was going to be Scorpion. like, Dude, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, maybe this is just the first part of the armor. And then when he gets into it with Sub-Zero, it'll transform all the whole thing. Okay, I was kind of on the same page with you. Yeah. But then I seen like Scorpion actually nope. came from that's hell. That's what we get. This is what we get. Okay, the only gri- that's the only gripe is like I don't think it would work in game, but I didn't absolutely hate it because I love the And I'm not gonna lie, bro, like <clears throat> I didn't agree with the choice of making that fucking guy the main character. Like that guy was the whole He wasn't a great actor, bro. I'm sorry. Like He yeah, wasn't charismatic. He could fight, you yeah. know what I mean? And obviously that's why they gave him the part and you know, he looks like a badass. Yeah, but he was not charismatic he at all. He could not act for uh, act You know who they should have bag. made the main character? Fucking Kano because he stole every scene. That, that I was, was just in. about to say he was my favorite part of that fucking movie, bro. Uh, that Australian and and dude, they made Luke Kang a bitch, bro. I don't like it. The guy that played Luke Kang in the first two was fucking awesome. I love that guy. But he was the main character. And so. I get that. And, and I'm not, I mean, obviously, why the fuck wouldn't you make Luke Kang the, char- the main character, bro? But right. like, whatever. Um, old girl that played Sonya Blade wasn't very great. Uh, I like the guy yeah. that played Jax. I think he did an all right Yeah, job. he did pretty good. Um, fucking Raiden. That guy was the literally the only actor I recognized in this fucking movie, bro. The guy that played Raiden. He did a great job. I just wanted to see the original Raiden from the first movie. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's another one, man. I was really at least happy that they didn't whitewash the fuck out of this one, bro. I get it. Like, like, I'm glad they didn't whitewash him, but I love the 
like original. What's the actor's name? It's fucking name? Highlander, bro. Highlander. Like, he did such a great job as Raiden that I just want to see him play Raiden for the rest of his life. <laughs> and then they they fucked my boy up, dude. The one from uh, Warriors and shit. Mm-hmm. Forget his name. The thing is, is the bad guy from Forty Eight Hours. Right. The thing is, is the people from the first Mortal Kombat were so charismatic. Everyone was so charismatic. Everyone brought their like a game. I can already hear Mick screaming out that dude's name know, right? that we didn't remember. <laughs> How do you not remember so and so? You know, I was gonna say like I was talking to my brother about something, <laughs> and he's like, "What's their name?" And just like my my everything blanks. Do not ask me what somebody's name is because I will not be able to tell you. Man. Like besides my wife and like you, I won't be able to remember their name. Right. I don't know why my brain works this way, but it does. So unless I look it up, I don't know. Yeah. But I think the problem is, is that everyone was so charismatic from like the first Mortal Kombat that you didn't get that charisma from a lot of these characters. But the big difference is is you were a fucking child when the first one came out. I will still put that shit on. By the way, who stole my Mortal Kombat movies? Come to my house and I will fight you because I can't find it and I don't know where it's at. It's making me mad. I can promise you it wasn't me. (laughs) I had the. uh, I think I I have one of them. I had Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation on like a double feature kind of thing. I think everybody does. That's how they sold it. (laughs) Right. I can't find it in my collection and it's making me mad because I was going to watch it before I watched this. Oh, dude, in the fucking Cabal, bro. They make Cabal just look Cabal like... Cabal was amazing. Dude, they make Cabal look like fucking Scarecrow from Arkham City, bro. They do, but he looks amazing, and I love that they foot, put Cabal in this, he was, because Cabal does not get enough love. He was the best villain, for sure. 100%. I didn't like how they made the dude from fucking Dark Knight, uh, Sung Shu. I didn't like that shit at all. <laughs> the guy that originally played him, that dude was a great fucking villain, man. He was, yeah. He was the best part of the old Mortal Kombat. Him and Liu Kang were the best part of those well, movies. That harpens back to what I was saying is the charisma that they brought to screen. Because Shang Tsung now Give was kind of like... Your soul. Yeah, it was so good. And I wish you could bring those actors to this movie because it would make it just that just it, that little bit better. The icing on the cake. A lot better. I wouldn't say a lot better. Oh, yeah. And then I love the guy that played Scorpion. Like, that guy's been in movies. He's, he's been great, He's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Sub-Zero did... Like, I, mean, I was going to say... He is Sub-Zero... They made such a, such a fucking dick in this one, bro. Like, why do you have to be dick. such a fucking... I get it, he's a heavy, but, like, why does he have to be the... Fucking froze that baby in, in, in her mom, in his mom. Like, five minutes in, I'm like, holy fuck it. I'm watching it with my son. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I figured it was going to be some gore and shit, but, like, it was fucking brutal, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm like, buddy, it's just fake. It's make-believe, you know? <laughs> and uh, I don't think he liked it at all. Really? Um he liked some of the fights, but he he, he had, overall didn't yeah. care. He doesn't play Mortal Kombat though, does he? I mean, we've played it and shit. Like uh, he likes fighting games. Like we play, uh, we play um, Smash Brothers and we play Injustice. Like he likes that. We play yeah. those together. But uh, I've played him in Street Fighter. Like I've tried putting fighting games like one v ones on and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's just he loves Pokemon right now. That's like all he cares about. Yeah, I've seen Detective Pikachu about thirty seven times. That's a good one. It's all right. Brian Reynolds, he did the best he could. Like, <laughs> I don't think I've seen it since the one time, but I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it, the the Pokemon aspect of it, it looked great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was great. But I think I just think it's tough to make a video game movie, period. Have because, you seen Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, it's shitty. I, the podcast is over. <laughs> 
We are no longer doing war with this. cinema. You've known this forever, bro. I don't think that movie's that great. Scott dude. Pilgrim is top ten favorite movies of all time. Probably top five. I, I would almost I, give you my copy. That's how much I, I don't give a shit about love that movie. Scott Pilgrim. You don't even have the good McCulkin in there, dude. Like it's yeah. get out of my face. <laughs> so I don't know. I loved Mortal Kombat, and there's a lot of Easter eggs planted throughout this movie. That was and cool. And if you're a yeah. hardcore Mortal yeah. Kombat fan, you pick up on these little Easter eggs yeah. that they put in the movie. Like I said with Kong and Godzilla, man, the the nostalgia, the the child in me, you know what I mean? Like that is all was at tens. You know what I mean? Like I said, the 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 CGI was was beautiful. The the choreography was beautiful, man. Like it was, it filled all those needs. Like it, it you right. know, checked all those boxes. But you could probably watch like a supercut of all the fights and be happy. Yeah, honestly, bro, that's what this movie feels like. It's gonna be a clip movie on YouTube. Yeah. Know? Okay. Gripes is, I don't think the actors were that charismatic. I do think they could have did a better job in that in the actor process. Right. I if mean. everyone could have been on Kano's level. It'd have been a great, like, I think a lot more people would like this movie. Also, the new character, like, I like the idea of bringing in a new character, but you could have made him, like, cooler. A better, a a more, you gotta have a better actor in that role. If you're gonna go in a whole new direction, you gotta have Mark Wahlberg. You gotta have somebody like that, bro. For real, though. John Cena. Dude, you gotta have somebody that people are gonna be like, oh, fuck, man. Like, you know what I mean? Someone excited for it, not just a no name. Yeah. But. I don't even think it was the actor's fault. I think it was like the powers, quote unquote, that they were going to give. You know what kind of pissed me off is they didn't give him a finisher. They should have given him a finisher. Like when they took out Sub-Zero yeah. instead of being Scorpio being like, oh, I'll handle this kind of thing. No, let him take over and give his like fatality. That oh, would have been like icing on the cake. That was the best part when he used the old school fucking Scorpion finisher, bro. He pulls the mask off and hits him with the hellfire. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. Like, I loved it, but... I learned to control them. But he's not the main character. Yeah. No, dude, it would have been a much better fucking movie if he'd have been the main character. Yeah, and I, I don't argue that. If he would have just broke out of hell and that's the movie, him <laughs> just fucking hell-bent on, you know, just killing everybody, that would have been a way better movie. Um... <laughs> I do love the hell, the part in the original one whenever Scorpion brings Sub Zero into hell and yeah. they fight in hell. Yeah. That's so cool. That I love badass. that scene so much. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I loved it. Everyone talks shit on this movie and I really like it. I'm going to go back and watch it a few more times. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it another watch eventually, but like first watch, first review, I'm going six. Although I did have to say, Goro looks like. I thought he did. I thought he looked better than he did in the other one. Uh, he does, but he also looks like the Incredible Hulk, desaturated with extra arms. <laughs> I kind of got a, uh, a what you call it, a Scorpion King, The Rock. Yeah, you I kind of got that vibe. I mean, it off. wasn't that bad, but it was close. No, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. But I'm saying the texture and the head shape. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we got this left over from that. You know, we just throw some new face on it. It'd be all right. <laughs> throw a couple of arms. Cool. Yeah. I just I just got very hulkish vibes. I wish yeah. they would kind of given him his own little I don't know. I loved it. I recommend it. I yes. if you but the thing is is Mortal Kombat's one of those things like if you love Mortal Kombat, you've probably already seen it. So Oh yeah, for sure. And like I said, I knew I was gonna watch it and I was excited for it. Um mm-hmm. like I said, it's by far the best Mortal Kombat movie I've ever seen. No, it's seen. not. But second um, best. The original Mortal Kombat will forever be the best Mortal Kombat. Because the the kid in you, it's like how Space Jam will always be the best basketball movie to me. But like, 
it's it's not a good movie. Like it's not a good, it's not a well acted movie, man. Like no, it's not gonna win any awards. Right. But the, it, it we wouldn't even win a fucking Razzie. Like <laughs> well, Space Jam wouldn't. This could maybe do something. Like I feel like you could win something for special effects or something like that. No, maybe. that's like, where it couldn't win because the special effects were fucking god awful. No, remember when he turns into the fucking dragon? It looks terrible. <laughs> He does it. He's controlling the fire dragon. I thought. Oh, are you talking about the new one? Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Special effects. I mean, there's a couple of parts where I'm like, eh. That I kind of wish that they would have been. Um, that I wish he would have been. Uh, that he would have turned into the fucking dragon again. That was cool. Yeah. I mean, I did like what they did with it. it and that's what cool. he did in the. Uh, that's what he did in, in the video game, which yeah. makes it awesome. He turned into the dragon and fucking eat somebody. Like that was cool. Mm. But um, I kind of wish it was a cool little spin on it. He makes the dragon out of fire. Yeah. So I told my son, I was like, he's going to turn into a fucking dragon. Watch. And then he did the fire dragon. I'm like, that's it's, 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 it's a dragon. It's a dragon. You know, <laughs> you're halfway there. Um, The only gripe that I have with the Mortal Kombat movies is I kind of wish they would play on the uh, the alternate fatalities. Mm-hmm. Like, well, Liu Kang does animality with the dragon, but mm-hmm. other ones. Right. And then the the babality. I don't know why. Yeah. I just I would just love to see that. Like someone turns somebody into a baby and be like babality. Because <laughs> there was a lot more to the game than. Did like, you did you like the like wait like when Kung Lao fucking sawed old boy in half? Did you like when he was like flawless victory? I liked the fact that Shang Shu said that shit in the old one. Yeah. And that was the other thing, bro. Like, fuck this. There's no tournament in this movie. Fuck that shit. Okay, that is another gripe that I have. It is a kind of tournament between good and evil, kind of. But it's not an actual No, the whole tournament. movie, the fucking bad guys are just trying to bushwhack the fucking heroes before they even yeah. get trained or anything. Yeah, I'll give you that one. That is kind of like bullshit that there was no... We don't win But they did set it up for a second one. Maybe. Yeah, bro. And if I this know, one can make its money, we can get a fucking Johnny Cage. This is one of those movies that I feel like is going to get hurt by the fact that it, that because of COVID, because... This movie would have, if it would have been a full blast in theaters, you could fill everyone to the rafters like they used to do within game and shit mm-hmm. like that, bro. This movie probably would have made a big ass opening weekend. Oh, 100%, and then the reviews yeah. come out, mm-hmm. and then people start telling each other like, "Yo, bro, like take your kid or whatever." But the good thing is, is a lot of people already have the streaming services, so they can already watch it. So I think it has more of a benefit. I don't, I mean, I mean, I could be a hundred percent wrong and I'm sure people would tell me if I am, but I don't feel like streaming got that big until people didn't have the choice. Oh, a hundred percent. You're people not wrong. like me and you are always going to go yeah. before we watch at home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do realize that times are changing and like, fuck, some people consider movie theaters fucking artifacts anyways. They're like, bro, you still go to the movies? Like, yeah. What's wrong with you? It's more of an experience than it is like a, like the only way to watch a movie. And I think whenever the COVID does eventually like all the things get lifted, mm. I think theaters will be one of those things that it's like not people, not many people go to like they used to. I, I really hope it's not, man. I, I Well, I mean, for one, the, and, the, and another thing that the movie studios kind of gave back to the fans a little bit this year was the fact that you don't have to pay for these movies. You're already paying for that service. Like Disney plus 
Y'all motherfuckers make billions on these fucking Star Wars and Marvel, and y'all are still charging me $20 to watch fucking Raya the Last Dragon? What the fuck? Yeah, I, I don't agree. I don't disagree with Disney's you Disney's gave one free movie out, and that was Soul. And it was a cute movie, you know what I mean? My kids like it, and, and it's got a good message and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing they've given away on Disney for. Oh, I mean, the series. They have great series. Mandalorian's awesome. I yeah. haven't watched WandaVision. Or uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. But I haven't watched any of it. They say that they're both really good. But other than the series that. But dude, HBO Max has already given you Kong vs. Godzilla. The fucking Snyder Cut. If the Snyder Cut was all I'd have got this year, still fucking greatest year of movies, man. <laughs> um, we're getting Suicide Squad in fucking August. Dude. We just got Mortal Kombat. Just got Mortal Kombat. Uh, and I'm pretty sure there's like another four or five that are going to be out by the end of the year on HBO Max. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Is like HBO is kind of knocking it out of the park when it comes to these big hit movies. Like they're just swinging for the fences. But what pisses me off and why I think the only reason maybe movie theaters make the bounce back and it's kind of them having to do it to themselves because they're giving you these movies. This year they say it's on us, guys. It's been a tough one for everybody. Enjoy these fucking movies we paid so much money for you to enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know what? 2021's on us cuz 2020 was such a shit show. We got you this year. As long as you pay your 20 bucks a month for HBO Max, you ain't never going to run out of new shit to watch. Yeah. But starting in 2022, that shit goes out the window. Guess who's at and just like Disney and we're charging you $30 to watch that bitch at the crib. Yeah. HBO Max. I think so too. Which I hope it doesn't get to that, but no, uh, they've already said that they're definitely doing it. Like, oh, they are. Yeah, everybody oh, okay. is. Everybody that's given anything out at a discount or for the free. Thirty dollars is so much, though. Like I get it. Like that. Um, that nobody movie. I want to watch it so bad, but I do not want to pay twenty dollars to rent it. <laughs> real for real, dude. I'm not getting Apple fucking TV for that shit or yeah. whatever it's on. Like right. I want to watch that Ted Lasso with Jason Sudeikis. So bad, dude, because I love those little snippets they used to do on the Premier League for mm-hmm. But I'm not going to get fucking Apple TV to watch a fucking show. That's just dumb. Like, not for yeah. one thing or a shitty Tom Hanks movie. Like, That's what I was worried about HBO is um, just getting it for Snyder Cut. But since they've been putting out so many movies, I've been keeping it. Dude, but. just their DC fucking library is worth it, bro. I was watching fucking me and my sister were watching Teen Titans yesterday. I watched Super Friends the other day, bro. Tom and Jerry, fucking the Jetsons. Just their just their archive of cartoons could keep me busy for a year, bro. Yeah, there's just there's just becoming too many streaming services. I wish hopefully one day we'll get a bundle. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Disney fucking owns almost everything, dude. Yeah. And I'm about to cut off Netflix because they're not doing anything. I I'm gonna hold on to Netflix. One Ozark's about to come back out and I'm <laughs> Only reason. I'm actually looking forward to the Zack Snyder uh, zombie movie. You know? That's true. He is pretty passionate about it. So we anybody that's passionate about their projects. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure there's a couple more coming by the end of the year on Netflix that'll be worth watching. But but that's the thing. But like on every service, there's something worth watching. And Dude, it's like <laughs> I know you like Melissa McCarthy, right? You like her too? No, I don't. You don't like her at all? No. Dude, she's just did a fucking movie on Netflix with her and another chick. It's so fucking funny, bro. Are you serious? I heard that was dog shit. Thunder Force, dude. I died laughing. I was dying. Me and my wife were fucking couldn't breathe. We were laughing so hard at that movie. I heard it was dog it's shit. Stu- and it's it's like- stupid, but it's just like, to me, she is the queen of physical comedy. 
like a fallen and getting fucked up. Like she is the best at that shit. And the, uh, the man who's the best at it, even though I hate to fucking admit it is Kevin James. Kevin James is nobody takes a shot to the face or falling down except for maybe Justin Long. Well, I could watch Justin Long take dodgeballs to the face all fucking day. Bro. Yeah. That Justin Long is comedy, comedy gold, but Melissa McCarthy and no, I'm, t- I'm talking just about like physical comedy. Like, like, you know it doesn't I mean? make me laugh. Like, like Chevy her. Chase, she like Chevy Chase used to do it. Like he was good at it. Right, but she, I don't like Melissa McCarthy. Like I liked her in um, what was that one movie? Bridesmaids. No, where she was playing. She's great in Bridesmaids. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Hangover Three. No, she was the uh, teach. She was the um, the mother of this kid. Oh, this is forty. It was it. This is forty. Yeah, it's like a or, five minute cameo. You suck, dude. And that's the only thing that I like her in. Oh, bro, you're tripping. You ain't seen Identity Thief. That shit is hilarious with no. her and Jason Bateman. I love that fucking movie, man. I just don't like her comedy. She's just not for me. Yeah, man, that's that's fine. You know. Yeah. But I think she's great. Like, like uh, for as far as like women comedians, she's like up there for me. I enjoy her work. Yeah, well, I loved Mike and Molly when she was on TV. I, th- I thought that show was good too. I just there's never a time that I've seen her that I'm like, oh, I want to keep watching more of her comedy. Does she have misses for sure, dude? Fucking uh, Ghostbusters sucked, but that's not just her fault. That's that whole studio's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she got a couple that I'm not like huge fans of. But yeah. She's got some fun. She's got some bangers. Well, she's for the certain person. And I'm just not that person. It's what makes the world go round, bro. Different you know tricks for different folks. You know what I have been watching though? Huh. Like I'm I know I'm really late on the game. The Eric Andre show. I hate that show. Dude, that shit's so fucking funny. That dude's just a little too much for me, man. Dude, he's so fucking funny. I've been watching this show obsessively and my wife's getting mad. She's like, Are you seriously watching more of this? And I'm like, it's hilarious. That's like that fucking John C. Riley show that's on there too, man. Mm-hmm. Like everything that comes on Adult Swim with actual people is a fucking sideshow. <laughs> Even the cartoons are getting there, bro. Like, other than Family Guy and Robot Chicken, like, I can't watch any of that shit anymore. It's ridiculous. Have you seen that fucking Mr. Pickle shit, dude? No. That I is, the, like, the most demonic fucking cartoon I've ever seen in my I'm gonna life. I'm going to have to watch it, because... You'll probably love it, bro. <laughs> like, Eric Andre, I just never really, like... It's it's never really been... Absurdist comedy has never really been my thing. I'll tell you if I know you feel like it or not. Did you like Super Jail? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. You never saw Super Jail on, on Adult Swim? That movie was, or that show was fucked too. Really? That and Squidbillies. I didn't like Squidbillies. Mm, there's moments of Squidbillies I liked. I don't like it as a whole, but there's sometimes I was like, ah, it's pretty amusing. I never liked Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I thought that shit was dumb. Uh, I know a lot of people that that's their favorite fucking cartoon. It know? was pretty funny. Like It's not like my favorite thing ever, but I'll watch it. Meatball, meatball would crack me up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like he would crack me up, but uh, like Fry and and shit, like he got on my nerves. Um, yeah, dude, like well, Adult Tim Swim and- is the goat of fucking absurdist shows, humor. Yeah. Um. Well, Tim and Eric kind of turned me off of absurdist humor because I don't find their typical. Typically, oh, those guys get on my fucking nerves too. Yeah, I don't really like them, but the Eric Andre show kind of just like hits a nerve for me, and I don't know what it is, but I think it's fucking hilarious, and I love it. Um, I just don't think I, I like his brand of comedy either, though, because like he used to just be like a normal actor or whatever in movies because like and then like I don't know what happened, but he just started saying, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to do what I want. Well, him and uh, Hannibal, him and Hannibal Burris did this show 
like under the radar kind of thing. And then Adult Swim came across it and they're like, hey, we'll give you a bunch of money to do this on Adult Swim. So that's kind of what happened. I do like Hannibal Burris. I fucking love his stand up. If you have not heard Hannibal Burris stand up is one of the best. He's top five favorite comedians, stand up comedians. Uh, well, I'm not giving him that, but I do enjoy a couple of his specials. I love his fucking apple juice bit is one of my favorite. Ooh, that bits. is a great fucking topic, bro. Real quick before we wrap it up, dude. Top five favorite stand up comedians. No particular order. Just give me five. Tom Segura. I knew that Hannibal was Hannibal Burris. Okay. Um uh, George Carlin. Okay. Um You getting to some hitters? Bill Burr. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I don't know who I'd put his. If you don't five. fucking say this guy, we might fight, dude. Um probably John Mulaney. You're Maybe. A, you're an asshole. Why? How the fuck do you not put Dave Chappelle on that fucking list? Oh bro? fuck, Dave. Dude, who are you, bro? I guess, I don't know. Jesus, dude. Dave Chappelle, yeah. Dave Chappelle's number one, for sure. (laughs) In my opinion. In my opinion. He is one of the most talented stand-up comedians. Here you go, bro. Five. Mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle, Richard Pryor, and in this order, Eddie Murphy, Robin Williams. (sighs) Number five, this is tough. Uh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr, yeah. And he just got into the top five. It used to be, um, whatchamacallit, uh, what's his name? Oh, shit, dude. <laughs> I fucking, uh, he's not a bigger, he's not a big time guy, but I just like his shit because he does the good voices. Uh, yeah. Aries Spears, I like Aries Spears a lot, mm-hmm. but um, Frank Caliendo, I used to love Frank Caliendo when oh, I was I younger. Um, his John Madden impression used to fucking crack me up, man. Um, Gabriel Iglesias he's used to be, yeah, but then good. I realized he's telling the same jokes over and over. I used to like Ralphie May, but his the way he would do his stand up, like I know that he didn't talk like that in real life, but his delivery on stage kind of got the southern twang and all that, and it like, yeah. get on my nerves after a while. Oh, you know what? Really I got to put Carlin in the five, bro. I just feel bad. Like Bill Burr and George Carlin are like a tie for five, even mm-hmm. though. Most people would kill me for saying that, but no, I fucking messed up my list and I need to redo it. Tom Segura, Bill Burr. I mean, um, well, yeah, Bill Burr. Um, the fuck we were just talking about him. Uh, Hannibal Burris, Mitch Hedberg. Oh yeah. How did I not forget? How did I forget Mitch Hedberg? Yeah. That's that. Like, I mean, I like Mitch Hedberg, but he's definitely, that's your that's your guy Mitch Hedberg is definitely his his style of comedy is very like you love that shit or you don't yeah definitely um Robin Williams live on Broadway uh was one of my favorite stand-ups still is one of my favorite stand-up specials of all time Eddie Murphy delirious Mm -hmm. love that fucking stand-up that's one of my favorite stand-ups Richard Pryor live. Yeah, on the but Sunset have you seen Strip. Delirious lately? It like some of the jokes. I watched didn't, it last week. It's hilarious. <laughs> some of those jokes shit. didn't age well. Oh yeah, I still care. It's still hilarious. <laughs> the one about Mr. T that yeah. is too fucking funny, dude. Right. Yeah, but he has a lot of homophobic jokes dude, in there. Shit, I mean, it's shitty, but it's still funny though, bro. Like <laughs> he's like, you could you could do things with a gay person. You know, you could play tennis with a gay person. <laughs> After the game, say, hey, man, I'm going to go get a beer. I'm going to go suck some dick. Well, I'm going to see you later. (laughs) (laughs) That shit is funny, bro. What are you going to (laughs) say? 
said, I said, and then he goes, you know, did your wife, you know, they have these gay friends and then they go out dancing with the gay friends. And that's what I find still funny about it because of how ignorant people were back then. He goes, yeah. and then they give their, you know, you know, girlfriends give themselves a little kiss, a little point, and then they go home with the AIDS on the lips. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like the homophobic, like. <laughs> that shit is hilarious <laughs> because he follows it up even better. He goes, then you get the doctor's office and your doctor's like, he said, Mr. Johnson, you have AIDS. Say AIDS, but I'm not homosexual. Sure, you're not a homosexual. <laughs> that shit is funny, bro. I'm sorry. Like it just didn't age well. Maybe, for it, me. Make, maybe it makes me an asshole, but <laughs> I, I think it's funny. Yeah. Um and then just like the the thing about Mr. T like, hey boy. <laughs> hey boy. <laughs> Look about cute in them jeans. <laughs> I'm just a fan of delivery, and Tom Segura is one of the best delivery jokes Dude, I've like, ever heard. When I listen to Tom Segura stand up, like I hear a lot of your humor in it because yeah. like the way he breaks a joke down and stuff like it reminds me of you yeah i notice i get that i i have that same kind of and i don't know why like whenever i see him and fucking uh burt kreischer together i was like that's me and greg if we were successful i know right (laughs) (laughs) two bears in a cave i was like that's about us dude yeah just two bearded guys hanging out talking shit if you were a little bit more of an idiot and i was a little bit smarter we could be on their level but yeah if i had (laughs) only went to russia for two years bro i'm telling you (laughs) I would I would be the machine instead of him. Yeah, whenever uh, I think about this a lot, uh, whenever I must, you know, because I'm doing the selecting thing, mm. and whenever somebody passes me, I just want to be like, "Hey, save some pussy for the rest of us." <laughs> Look, a big dick in a locker room. Not that I've ever been that, but I know the energy, you know. Right, and I just I I notice I have that same like delivery humor as like Tom Segura. Yeah, like that one dude. Like, <laughs> look like you dropped some pallets. <laughs> I've been flat choppers about 32 years. Ugh. Oh my God. Fucking Mick sent me a compilation video. Oh, of um, Steven Seagal. And he's uh. like, we have to do an episode on this guy because he's so like ridiculous and arrogant. But he said a week after his birthday, he wants to get together and do the, the red, li- what is it called? Red, red rabbit drive-in. Yeah. Yeah. Red rabbit. Yeah. And he wants to get us together and do that. So we need to, a line so schedule down. so down dude yeah i figured you would be that's why yeah i mean you work at nights is the thing it has to be a day you're off yeah because i mean i can do it it just might have to be in the afternoon don't right. deal. but we'll figure it out most days i am available yeah but we'll figure it out we'll get together and do it because it'll be a fun this episode. is a fucking great episode today bro it's I a lo- long episode we're at almost an hour 30 Fuck them, bro. I love it, dude. I hope y'all listened all the way through. Like, we gave y'all heat today, man. <laughs> right. Had a great discussion on a movie. We talked about Mandy for almost an hour. Dude, I, I wanted to let you know that, like, I didn't, I, I knew you thought that it, you thought I was going to fucking hate it, but I really didn't hate it, dude. Yeah. It well, was, I'm glad to hear that. That's the hardest 6.95 I've ever given, honestly. <laughs> um, I wanted to get it to be a seven so bad. Oh, what are you giving me in rebuttal? Oh, I'm giving you City of God, man, which is actually a fantastic fucking movie. I heard it was pretty good. I've been Um, wanting to watch it. I just haven't got around to doing it, so I'm excited. I watched this movie on a fucking fling, dude. I came home from doing something. It was like one in the morning, fucking HBO or something like Cinemax, some shit like that. Yeah. City of God, what's this? And I click on it, and I just caught it like a minute in. Mm-hmm. Watched it all the way through. Stayed up to like four in the morning. It was fucking fantastic. I remember whenever this movie came out, all my review reviewer 
people that I follow were just like in love with this movie. Never heard of it. Never knew anything. Don't recognize a fucking soul in the movie. Mm -hmm. Still a great movie. Yeah. You just gave it to me because you like it. Yeah. I just, I I think you'll enjoy it, but like, um, and it kind of sticks in my genre, but it's a gangster movie. Oh, is it really? Yeah. It's showing you and like, it'll make you ever think twice about going to fucking Brazil. (laughs) Promise you that. I believe Well, certain parts of Brazil. Right. And, the craziest thing about the whole fucking movie, it's based on a true story. Is it really? And it shows you cl- the news clips in the movie are like, you know, like based on real news clips. And then at the end of the movie, it shows you the real news clips. Shit. Shows you all the characters, what they were like in real life. And the actors did a phenomenal job. Like, I can't speak highly enough about this movie. I'm super interested. Well, next time we'll be talking about City of God. See y'all later. Later.